Welcome to Tramlines, a podcast from Agri. I'm your host, Tony Smith, putting your questions to the experts. In this episode, we're talking to Agri's Ross Stilks, an agronomist and also a farmer. Jack Wilson, a crop input specialist at Riser, and Rachel Watling, senior marketing manager at Agri. Today, we're asking the question, how to get into farming from a non-farming background. So, good morning to you all. Good morning. Morning, Tony. Morning, Tony. Good morning. So let's let's start. Um, we're finding out a little bit about each of you. How did you get into farming and your current role? So, Ross, I'm going to start with you. I understand that actually you're also a farmer, uh, but you're also an agronomist. So, tell us about your journey into farming. Uh, so, journey into farming was I came out of the womb and I was farming. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, yeah, so family dairy farm at home um, and probably milking about 120 cows uh, on about 250 acres as the years have the years have gone by that's that's probably grown a bit and then probably at the age of i don't know i'm trying to think now uh, well when you first start start to go to university i went to lancaster university it was all about clouds and rocks and then uh, came back to the farm for a year and then uh spent a bit of time my agronomist at the time actually on the farm and um yeah then he, he said I could probably it'd be a good role for me going forward. So I went to university and did crop science in Nottingham. And ever since that, became an agronomist and, um, yeah, just did, did put boots to the ground and got working. You, you have a busy occupation. You know, you're, you're farming, you've got milking cows and you're an agronomist. Um, and you haven't taken that traditional route to come back into farming. So uh, very, very interesting. Now, Rachel, you didn't start in farming, did you? No, I didn't. I started in the equine world. So tell us a bit more. What, what were you doing? So I went to the Royal Agricultural University and enrolled in my first year on the equine studies course. Soon realised that wasn't really the route that I wanted to go down and swapped on to the international business degree in my second year, which had the slant towards food and farming. Right. So that's that's really quite different to uh, how Ross came into farming, but uh, from a, a non-farming background per se. Can I can I ask you, um, you, you went into equine studies, you know, what what attracted you to going into, in a way, uh, an interest that was still outdoors and uh, in the countryside? Yes. So I did grow up um, in the countryside, but not on a farm. I was very lucky to have the horses at home, but actually went to equine college before university to Rittle College hence the Essex accent so I do apologize um and it was there that what was that Ross (laughs) it can't be worse than my Derbyshire accent (laughs) (laughs) well we're covering the breadth of the country here uh, you know for our listeners so that's all that's the richness of it fantastic yes so the, the two units sat quite closely together and sort of became friends with some of the guys on the course and thought what's this all about and it, it just really attracted me really interested me and I thought what a better industry to get into than the biggest job on the planet which is farming. Yeah fantastic fantastic so Jack um, you, you, you currently you know work in a very specialist role uh, as you said you what you deliver is precision for your farm clients um, and, and you've been on Tramlines before, absolutely superb podcast. If anybody wants to listen to that, it, it really is worth listening to. But how did you get into farming? Um, well, it's funny listening to Ross and Rachel because it's almost a bit of a mix of the two. Um, so I, I grew up on a dairy farm. Um, 
down in Shropshire. Um, dad doesn't milk anymore. He does contract rearing. Um, and then once I'd left school, I didn't, I didn't go to university. I actually went straight out to work with horses. Um, so I did a lot of riding and riding for people. And that was kind of my whole job was, was horses for a while. And um, had a little bit of a nasty accident, broke my pelvis. And then decided I should probably think about getting a proper job. Because um, <laughs> they're quite dangerous beasts, those things, really. Um, so I thought about, I wanted to actually get into equine sales. Um, but I couldn't get an equine sales role, so I just got a, a normal sales role. Um, so we, this was as well, at the same time, me and my now wife, we moved up to Scotland. Um, so I had a couple of horrible jobs. I was, yeah, I, <laughs> I did credit cards on the street. Only stood that for a week. Couldn't couldn't do that any longer. Um, I sold windows and doors for about six months. Um, so it's amazing the the horrible world of plastic and glass, as I used to call it. Um, and then I did cars for a year. So I worked for a car dealership. Um, enjoyed that for a time. Um, but then just found staring and standing in a showroom, staring out the window was yeah, a bit demoralizing. So I needed to get back out, out in the countryside and back back to farming, really. Sure. And and can I sort of ask you, you know, I can I can hear your, your you know, the, the 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 frustration that clearly was there, you know, working in that world. How does it feel right now, Jack, to be working in the job that you do in the outdoors, working with your clients? Yeah, it's it's funny, it's, it is, I really do love my job. I love how I, it's it, the flexibility of it. I love how you can just that relationship with farmers that you build, um, you know, and that was one of the things I think I liked about sales was people, you know, and building up that rapport and getting to know people. Um, but what I like particularly about Agri is, is, is you are, you're building that relationship over time. It's not a quick come in, buy a car, disappear off, and there you go. You know, you're you're constantly speaking to your customers, and you're, yeah, and you're not always trying to sell them something. A lot of the time, you're just, you know, shooting the shit. If you, you know, I could say that. I don't think you can, but you said <laughs> it, so there you are. <laughs> but so so that dealing with people, and and being a value in terms of the service that you're providing. That, that seems to be a bit of a thread between you two chaps in terms of, you know, that's really important in the job. People are important in the job. Rachel, for you, let's just pick up on that. How, how do you feel about, you know, the value of what you do in your, in your current role? I feel like we're now doing a massive plug for Agri and this isn't um, what this is meant to be at all. But, you know, Tamira, Ross and Jack love the job. My um, my favourite saying is you're not born to pay bills and die. And I love my job. And every day is different and you know whether it's the the varied role of one minute being out on farm at one of our eye farms um in scotland to a meeting down at, at throws farm our leaf innovation center working out the strategy or budget for the next year it's really varied and and there's a great culture there yeah and i think you know your, your comment there about you know being a plug for your your current employer what I can sense is in your different roles is this passion for what you're doing in 
in in this industry which is farming which sounds fantastic to me it's it's really inspiring actually to hear what you're saying it really is in terms of being established in your current roles is there still an opportunity to upskill are there still opportunities for further training yeah i think the, the training i've had since i've joined the job has been second to none really i did i did the basis facts course it was my kind of first thing that i did when i took on the account manager role for riser so i needed that so i did that um done a course on advanced quality of soils this year I'm doing currently doing basis seed sellers and I'm also doing um, basis agronomy forage crops as well. So, um, yeah, that's plug in agri again, but they do the training available is is very good. Um, and that that's what enables us to give such a good service to our customers. And Ross, for you, is it the same? Yeah, I think to be fair, the training's there. And if you the best training you'll get is on farm, to be honest, or, or with your colleagues, I think. You can sit on lots of courses and, and sit behind a desk, but that's that's not really the job. I think the, the real training is on farm and with your customers and what they actually want. Sure. So we'll come back to that value of learning from colleagues in a second. But Rachel, I just want to come back to you because you're not giving advice to farmers directly. So what, what training are you interested in or what training have you taken on board? Yeah, I think it's not necessarily training. Um... I was lucky enough to get a bursary to attend the Oxford Farming Conference, which is a event that happens every year in January, just after Christmas. And it was there that my eyes were really opened into the various different routes into farming and opportunities there and fantastic networking. But my route started a little different. I actually was going to train to become an agronomist and I did my PA1 and PA6 training courses, which allow you to go out spraying. Um, I know Jack looks surprised Um, and I decided that isn't something that I wanted to do and I actually went down more of a a sales route within the industry within um, data and modeling and consultative sales so I actually went on the Miller-Hyman strategic sales course so my training has come from a slightly different angle and it's been quiet the last couple of years but now looking to enroll on the Chartered Institute of Marketing course in a couple of months time. What I'm hearing are are roles that you're involved in. It isn't just getting your your boots muddy, is it? So, Rachel, uh, you know, how broad is that career opportunity to work in farming, but not actually being in the field with farmers? Does that make sense? Yes, I think I'm a prime example of that on this call. You know, I think there is more to farming than getting your wellies dirty, as you said, Tony. And I like to go and get them dirty because I think it's really important to touch the soil, particularly when you're marketing to farmers. You want to go and understand that. And I'll never probably do my basis and facts and completely understand, but it's important to get as close to it as you can. Yeah, absolutely. And just, I mean, there must be a lot of roles within logistics, finance, marketing. Uh, Any others that I've missed there? HR, finance. What was that, Ross? Credit control. <laughs> Credit control, absolutely. These are all important jobs, aren't they? Because we're, it's in the agricultural business, isn't it? So it we need the great technical advice on farm, but actually all of those roles are really, really critical, aren't they? It's all there, isn't it? And I think when you look at a farmer alone, you know, he has got many different talents, he or she. They can be, you know, they're a mechanic, they're accountants, they're scientists. And when you look at how broad their role goes you can then clearly see the different routes into it. I just want to come back to 
and, and you mentioned this, Ross, the value of learning from colleagues in the field. Um, this is also actually very relevant in other industries as well. But what is the value of learning from those that have walked those fields or been in the industry for a number of years? What is the value of learning from others? Jack, what, what is that value? Well, I think um, particularly in the Lothian and Borders team, you know, you walk into a room and there's there's 15 agronomists. Some of them have been there for 30 plus years. Um, and you you can't buy that experience. And like Ross was saying, yeah, the, the basis course is a great. It gives you all that information. You know, you need to know. There's things you need to know and it gives you a good grounding. And, and Ross, you, you were the one that mentioned learning from colleagues. How important has that been for you? Yeah, massively, really. It's, it's not just the experience of what products to use or how to treat a crop or whatever it might be it's how to deal with people whether that's marketing or credit control or anything it's all about dealing with people because that's that's who you're dealing with and that's more important than anything very good top tip there ross um let's just talk about how our industry feels uh we were at groundswell uh recording some podcasts um at the back end of last year and Several people who are, have been in the industry for a while commented about how vibrant it felt, how inclusive it felt, and how young it felt in terms of its energy. How do you see the energy and diversity within the industry at the moment? Are we as inclusive as we could be? Jack, what do you think? Um, I think a lot of farmers, have, it's, so they've been forced to adapt. Um, you know, it's seen over the last few years of smaller farms becoming uneconomical to run so they're having to get there's having to be a change to the industry um i think we still need more more young people um and i think there is there is going to be over the next kind of 50 years it's going to be a lot of of these farms disappearing and there's not always someone waiting in the wind to take them on um which yeah it could be a real shame if we haven't got that land's not being utilized you know so, so, Rachel, as an industry then, what can we do more of to attract people from all backgrounds of, you know, of, of a variety of ages to come into our amazing industry? What can we do more of? I, I fell into it organically, but not down the straightest path. You know, you, you, there isn't a module at school on farming. There, there are a couple of agricultural colleges, but it's you're knowing about them through other people and through other means. And I think one of the best things I did was attend cereals with 20 CVs and just went round to the different stands and met the different people and the different companies and then weave my way into where I wanted to end up within the sector. On this subject, how, how can we, as an industry, invite, encourage more people to take an interest at looking at the industry as a possible uh, place for them to start and build their careers? I don't know, really, because I think there needs to be an initial interest from that person, really, whether you be a farmer's son who's probably not just quite happy at the farm or you still want to farm, but you, you can't see a role for yourself, or whether that be someone at a university or someone who doesn't quite know what they, what they want to do, really. Um, I think, yeah, I think it's difficult to just go out there. And, I mean, you can't just go on the streets and say, oh, do you fancy being an agronomist or do you fancy be a farmer? I think that needs to be some initial interest and and etc. And I think things like the Jeremy Clarkson programme is highlight of other job roles rather than just farming. I think like you've got Cheerful Charlie and you've got Caleb and, and other people that are his support people. And I think that's inter- important to show. And I, and I think there are things out there. And I think if if 
people are interested in farming, they'll generally watch things like This Farming Life or whatever it might be on the telly. And I think if those programmes or those things show the other opportunities within farming, apart from just chasing sheep and milking cows and driving tractors, then I think, yeah, other people might see that there is options because as a farmer myself, it's not just you on farm. You've got a whole support network of staff and other other reps and things that, that help you along your way. We're coming towards the end of the podcast now, and I'd like to ask you to leave our listeners with a top tip. And that top tip is around, you know, what would you offer to somebody who is thinking, just even considering stepping into our industry? What would that top tip be, Jack? I think one of the problems we have with farming is that it's it's difficult to get people from outside the industry to come in. Um, and I think that's maybe it's a public view of the industry or the industry itself and kind of how it works. Um, but for me, I would just just make a start. You know, there's, I, I started as a soil sampler. I'm lucky enough that Morven gave me an opportunity and then I've moved on. And, and yeah, you can you can do so much. You don't need to, you don't, you're not going to, like Ross is saying, walk in and be an agronomist. Um, but you can walk in and work in logistics or you can work in marketing or, you know, well, not walking in, walking in marketing. That's probably a bad thing to say. <laughs> but yeah, the sky's the limit, I guess. That's what I'm trying to say. The sky's the limit. I like that. Ross, what would your top tip be? Uh, my top tip, really, I don't know if it's top tip or not, but I'd volunteer, to be fair. I think if anyone can go to it saying, oh, give me a job. But actually, I came to the job by... I didn't like my agronomist at home. I followed him for a few days and then I finished university and did all his soil sampling. For, like he paid for my fuel and I did his soil sampling while he went on holiday um, and then got into the, and got my name about and got into the office and people started to know me and, and that's how I got into it really. And that doesn't just go as an agronomist or, or into the agribusiness or any, any of the agribusinesses. I think it could be on farm. I mean, I've got... Um, the farm at home and we've had guys who come and they'll come and do a Sunday morning say oh do you mind if I just come and watch you do a bit of milking or can I help you out a bit like, yeah by all means and and so and we've got a guy who works for us now who started that way yeah and what you're sharing there is that the industry is open to allowing somebody to to try 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 uh, and experience it uh, before making that decision and, and, and stepping forward great advice Ross as well Rachel what are your thoughts I think if you know that farming's for you and you're graduating soon, I would have a look at the MDS scheme, which is basically four placements within a year. And that, that might not be accurate, but I believe it's four placements within one year, or it might be over two. And you basically have four different roles within four different areas of the sector. And I think that's a really great way to have a bite-sized taste of those different jobs within the, the industry. And it will help you navigate your way to where you want to go. Uh, wonderful advice from all of you and uh, and thank you too for sharing your journey into the industry and sharing also your passion for the industry which is absolutely palpable Uh, so thank you very much indeed that's it for this podcast but do tune in again as we meet the experts throughout the season exploring the many immediate and longer term questions for growers and farmers in the uk If you have any questions that you'd like us to ask the experts, email info at agri.co.uk. See you next time.